pieces of business, please, please take on the noble task of replacing those waterlogged tiles. The other noble task would be to clean up the mess in the back. It looks like Hogan's Alley. <laughs> Christ the Lord is risen today. He was risen yesterday, but today. That's very important part of Buddhist practice. Buddhism is made up of many things. Many of those things aren't Buddhist per se. For example, Christianity is a vitally important part of Buddhism. Resurrection of Christ is a vitally important part of Buddhism because like everything else, we have to bring it back home. How does that resurrection affect us? At some point in the practice, you have to demonstrate your own resurrection. In Shin Buddhism, you might some, meet somebody who's a practitioner and they'll say, have you resolved the issue of birth and death? That's sort of like a Christian saying, have you been born again? A Shin Buddhist says, have you resolved the issue of birth and death? What they're doing is asking the koan, what's your original face before your parents were born? To solve that koan, we're not dealing with a face. We're dealing with the experience of the unborn. Before you were who you were, or who you are, who were you? That's <laughs> the experience of the unborn. But there's something much more interesting that we have to deal with. Please pay close attention, since it's totally related. We are worshipping the church of the wounded child, or we are worshipping in the church of the angry adolescent, or we are worshipping in the church of the wounded warrior. But in any event, whether it's the child, the adolescent, or the warrior, is a problem. When we say the word worship, there's up all sorts of things. Too often, what with worship is, you're trying to make a bargain with the big guy in the sky. I say these prayers, you won't zap me. If I worship properly, I'll be exempt. It's deal-making. I stay subservient and small to the great you, and I worship you, and you get me an out-of-jail free card. Well, nonsense. It's all ego. Is there a guy in the sky who's demanding that we worship him or her or it? I have to look a little further. Let's take it out of the guy in the sky. Worshiping in the church, wounded child. The problem is, somehow by doing that, we're perpetuating the madness. Now, I'd like to claim responsibility for that, worshipping in the church of the wounded child, but it was a gift I got yesterday from Donald Zezelinski. Now, it gets very intriguing if we start working with it. If you could picture yourself sitting and meditating, you've been sitting for a long time, and somehow a spider's built a spider web off of you onto something else, right? So there you are, you're all connected by spider webs, gossamer. 
move, they're going to break. And you don't want to know we're talking ultimate Soto practice. I'm not going to chant the spider web away. I your attention, don't I? <laughs> I'm not going to chant it away, cohen it away, pray it away. You sit there with those spider webs connected to you. You are worshipping in church of child. Seem like I'm making a leap, but that's not true. Bodhijitsu has often pointed out that those three characters have some serious faults. Hmm? Gotten himself in a lot of trouble boffing the young ladies at his center. Thank you. Say way. <laughs> As Trungpa, the list is a mile long. Yes. <laughs> and of course, we look at that and we're disappointed. They're not the problem. What we have to look at is why is that touching us? Well, it's because something that's going on as we worship in the church of the wounded child. All that's touching is something that's already been touched, something that's already happened. Once again, they demonstrate that disappointment. We've all heard of my client who was sexually abused almost from infancy for years. The trust does he have for authority figures? But we don't care about him. I'm not talking about him. Yes. <laughs> You dirty dogs, you dirty dogs. It's not them. Who is the real dirty dog? Running around within the church of the wounded child. You see, what's happening is the worship part has become perverted. Consequently, we keep the wounded child on the throne. But doing the work that resolves it. You've got to sit still. Don't break those cobwebs. That'll break the spell. You have to cast a spell to break a spell. Somewhere, whoever they represent to us individually, you are put under a spell of disappointment and heartache and pain and a wound that's still alive. There was this period where we were going through the dis issue of Rick being hit by Sasaki. Stupid Sasaki. Rick and Sasaki and the stick aren't the issue. It's touching that part where you got whacked. Somewhere along the line. Maybe more than once. I've dealt with this with people and they say it wasn't a one-shot event. It wasn't like he smacked me with a two-by-four. It was a little smack and a little smack and a little smack and a little smack. And the trust got broken to pieces. Now what happens to that wounded child realizes he's got to develop defense mechanisms. And this is where the false self develops. I'm not equipped to face things the way they are. I don't know how to deal with this. I won't present who I am. I'll present this false self. And we become exquisitely creative in the process of developing this false self when they say original face to an extent we're talking about original face but we're talking about the situation before the self false self was created as long as there's a false self we're still parishioners worshiping in the church of the wounded child or in some cases the child grows up 
Adam's an angry adolescent, but he's still in church. Or he grows up even further and becomes a warrior and gets wounded, and he's still in the church. Now, unless you are complete and absolute ding-dong, this is touching you at a very important place. And that gossamer aspect of the spider web is a vitally important part of it. What we're dealing with here can't be dealt with with a hammer and a chisel and an axe and a chainsaw. That's why we sit. Because when you sit, you quiet down all this upper agitation, all this mental garbage, the sailing boat that's bouncing all over. Back to the ego. First thing you say is, God damn, that's magnificent. That would also be falling to what you call dealing with the muck and mire, going directly to the source. Where well, the by then you've gotten is. through the muck and mire. <laughs> You're just sitting there with spider webs. Gossamer spider webs. It's perfect. It also brings up the problem being in the Zen. It's all there, and then you go out. And there's your home and your work and the people who need you. Take the energy out of whatever you would have focused on and concentrated in that area, and it has to go another I think you do because you're very wholeheartedly and seriously involved in Zen Center life. Almost as if we're saying we can work the way that the Buddha off into the woods. You use the analogy of the spider webs in a in a um, in a in a negative way. No. No. Positive way. Yeah. This church we find ourselves in, church of the wounded child, or the angry adolescent, or the right. wounded warrior. In that church, the worshiping we're doing. Problem. In order to uncast that spell, you have to create another spell. The way you break a spell is with a spell. In order to cast that spell, you have to get down to the realm of the gossip of wings, to the subtle, subtle, subtle. So, to look at that person sitting there with all those spider webs, just sitting, you get a right spell. Producing the right spell to overcome the sickness that arises as we worship in the church of the wounded church is just amazing. you got to admit that. And it also represents not fighting with outside circumstances. Well, you never solve the problem. The when we point at him or them or anyone, we don't solve the problem that way. But I say it's going to sound like bragging because it's what it is, bragging. A woman at a meeting... Recently, we were talking in the middle of the conversation. Says, "Oh, Rick, you're a nasty bastard," <laughs> and it didn't cause a flicker on the screen. Oh, that's what she thinks. She thinks I'm a nasty bastard. She's entitled to her opinion. What's the big deal? She thinks I'm a nasty bastard. The issue is because I don't think I'm a nasty bastard. Nothing happened. There was no jiggle. There was no... Okay. God bless you. Think whatever you want. But there are things that people say, and I jiggle. Because it's not completely exercised. Benefit of lay practice.
as you get to go out and I was validate. at the same place where there was this meeting, and I'm walking, hopping along. They said to me, oh, Rick, you're walking like an old man. I went furious. Because <laughs> it's true. And I don't want it to be true. I don't want to be walking like an old man. So he hit a button, and I blew. This what I'm blowing. He says, what you got to do is spend some time talking to Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, boy. Oh, boy. I said, if you're an example of what talking to Jesus is like, I ain't talking to that boy. But he hit a button, is what I'm talking about, right? The first lady called me a nasty bastard. Nothing happened. Second side says, you're walking like an old man. Bingo. Because it hurts me. It's, it, he got it. He got me. Right? That's what I'm doing. I don't want to be doing it. If I did not have absolute unconditional conviction that I'm going to get out of this, I would have killed myself a long time ago. There's only one reason why I keep going with this, all this crap that's on my plate, is because I'm going to get out. And I want to have the fun that comes when that happens. I was astonished one time when Tony and I went to meet Shimano. I hadn't seen him in 30 years. Talking about this, that, and the other thing. And I, at one point, said to him, do you believe in magic? No miracle! Now that, from a Japanese Zen master, a Rinzai Zen master, is astonishing. You don't hear that. But something's happened to that boy as he's come from Japan and all that Japanese Rinzai samurai blah stuff has been transformed. Because he's in this Judeo-Christian environment where he has to work with these people and he's now being transformed. If a teacher isn't learning from his students, he got to quit. He's no longer a teacher. Vitally important part of the practice. Isn't that the teacher now is in this all-perfect, wonderful condition? Well, we'll have to investigate that one a little. I often find it interesting the parallel between improvisation we call getting offers. One of the first rules of improvisation is you always accept an offer. Go out into the real world and it does something to you that gets you going. You have to accept it. You can't just... Everything is there for our enlightenment. First woman called me a nasty bastard. It was an enlightening thing to see that, boy, that didn't bother me. Second guy called me a crippled old man and it was enlightening to see that that's so deeply entrenched in me. I don't like Gloria. I grew up in Brooklyn. I'm an ex-Marine. Don't call me a crippled old man. I'll choke you to death. <laughs> I like Yoda. He's good. Yoda. Yoda, Yoda. rules over the... Of <laughs> <laughs> course, he's a fantasy figure is the well, problem. <laughs> These are real guys. But it's an important issue. What you said is correct. We want those guys to not be buggering little boys. We don't want the Pope covering up the buggering. But there it is. But they're not the issue. Yes, they are. They're not the primary issue. Who do they represent in our life that broke that basic trust that's so vitally important? Who do they represent? And what are we doing about that? Are we remaining worshipping in the church of the child? Well, that's not going to solve the problem. First, you've got to identify it. Then you go past it.
takes time, no? That's why the cobwebs can grow. Ah, but cobwebs are interconnected in this also, so you can see that metaphor. I didn't follow any of that. Do it again. If you're a spider, if we're all interconnected, which is one of the points, cobwebs, they also, they can keep you in, but they can also spread out. Spiders weave, right? They weave. Yeah. So they connect one thing to another. Oh, okay. Good, a good metaphor. Good what? Metaphor. I never met a four I didn't like. <laughs> I met some nasty fives. But. In the shamanic tradition, similar, they have something called soul loss. Soul? Soul loss. Soul loss. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the Christianity where it's just seen as one soul. In shamanic traditions, your soul can splinter. There is a traumatic event. A piece of you leaves as the healed, healthy part because it cannot take part in what's going on, so it leaves. The mission is you have to go track down this healthy energy and bring it back into you, the rest of you. Christ the Lord is risen today. How do you demonstrate that a fact in your life? Find that broken piece and bring it back in. Then you demonstrate that to the world. How do you manifest your resurrection? It happened 2,000 years ago, that's nice. How do you manifest your resurrection? Up by yawning. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> In this work, I, I found myself hoping for a big moment, like a huge babouche, and I've had babouches before, but, but is it not just a, a series of small ones, or are there both? You have a big one, babush. Then you have to gradually incorporate what happened. It's too much. All of a sudden, it's like, oh man, this is ah oh, ah. Oh, what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you got to put those pieces together little by little by little. Or you go along and you have, ooh, oh that's nice, ooh, ooh, and they all kind of culminate in a holy mackerel. So either way, sometimes they talk about the high flyers who have to go back and have their baby steps because you have a babush, but the foundation isn't there. So now you go, you're a baby stepper, and it builds up to a babush. Realistic about those experiences. Spiritual materialism. There's a church that's giving out some cool prizes today. Did you see that on the news? Oh, there's, there's a church somewhere in Texas that's literally bribing people. Hundred dollars oh, and baskets and cars. Car warmed up. Mr. Washington's very interesting. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, outreach That's important. Christianity is a vital component of Zen practice. This group Tony and I are involved with can't buy that. Christianity, wonderful Buddhism over there. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Right. Right. I'm not going to go to war over this. It's important for us as practitioners because you can get trapped in the idea of, aha, now I'm a Buddhist, I've got to get a scrub brush and scrub out all that Christian crap out of me. There's Christian aspects that you want to get rid of, but not the essence. When you get to the essence, when you sit down at that base, <coughs> 
that essence is the same in Christianity, Buddhism, Frakarakarakarism. <laughs> that essence is essential to all of them. But each one grabs it and says, this is mine, I've got it, do it this way. That's where the religious warfare begins. Inferior, inferior. Poor Pope, he's in so much trouble. But he made the statement, outside the Catholic Church, there is no salvation. All other traditions are in grave error. Well, now you got superior, inferior, got religious warfare. What happens? Kindness, compassion, and love in that situation. It goes out the door. The Lord Jesus Christ said, love your enemies. He didn't say go out on a crusade. He said, love your enemies. Now, of course, the word love has to be dealt with exactly how we're going to do that. But he didn't say go out and kill the bastards. He seemed to think that's what we're supposed to do. Of the enemy within us. Absolutely. That's what was described today sitting there with the spider webs, casting a spell that breaks a spell, the spell that keeps us worshipping that wounded child. Being in a hallucination, an erotic hallucination. Erotic? Erotic. Erotic. Yes. If I'm going to hallucinate, man, if I'm going to hallucinate, it's going to be erotic. None of that other crap. You gave us a prize today, too. What? You gave out prizes today, too. I always do. This was a big one. Mm. Yeah. Somebody also take the top piece of paper off of the back window that's ripped and torn and looks like hell. Look at that. <laughs> down the lectures won't be as good. Oh, there'll be the great glorious light <laughs> glowing on me that will stimulate and I'll have a re-erection. <laughs> That's part of what I'm praying for. <laughs> We're having fun, ain't we? Finally. Love me. I do. <laughs> I'm a human being. I have to disappoint you. May I respectfully remind you, life and death are of supreme importance. Time swiftly passes and opportunity is lost. Each of us must awaken, awaken, take heed, do not squander your life. One. One. The, the truth, truth of suffering, suffering should be seen. The origin of suffering should be avoided. The goal should be attained. The path should be actualized. Suffering should be realized as impermanent. The origin of suffering should be realized as impermanent. The goal should be realized as impermanent. The path should be realized as impermanent. Suffering should be seen clearly. The origin of suffering should be seen clearly. The goal should be seen clearly. The path should be seen clearly. There is no suffering, no origin of suffering, no goal, no path. Saga relationships become complete. May my Zen Center flourish. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you, Thank you Rick.